Hi, everybody. It's episode 437 of PodQuest. Hey. hey! It's Wednesday, December 28th, 2022. I am Chris. With me is Druton. Hello. And Walnut. Oh, boy. <laughs> and next week, I am definitely going to get the year wrong. I know. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm going to change it on this document now before I fucking forget. Good idea. Yeah. Um. How you guys doing? Oh, okay. Uh, you know, I'm I'm doing. That's about the best I can be at right now. I'm doing. Hey, man, you're you're able to talk. That's something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Y- you didn't accidentally knock yourself out with Benadryl. Uh, I mean, well, it's just I just get one a day. Uh, uh store brand Claritin. So it's uh, this is uh, just uh, CVS brand because I usually go to Walgreens and get Walton. Yes, that is their Claritin brand. Is Walton? I hate them. Um, I'll never but, shop at Walgreens so, again. I was hoping it was I was hoping it was CVSitin, but no, it's just allergy release, allergy relief, uh, acetaminophen or lutrodotamin, whatever it is. Why do you go all the way down to uh, Walgreens and not just the Rite Aid, like a block away? I just I don't know. Uh, usually I don't know. I just always always preferred Wegmans over other pharmacies, and man, Wegmans um, is even further. I mean, Walgreens. I've always preferred Walgreens. But it's also, like, if I'm on my way home, even though CVS is literally right there, Walgreens is more on the way home. Or it's Rite Aid, not CVS, but Rite Aid is right there. Walgreens is on the way home, more on the way home than Rite Aid is. And so if I'm going to the doctor, I can stop there on the way home. Yeah, I guess it would depend where you're coming from. Yeah, I go to a doctor... um, He's uh, on Brace Road in Cherry Hill, so I have to come off 295 to get home. That's that's fair. Um, yeah, I never go to that. Like, that Walgreens is just a hassle to get in and out of for me, so I just never go there. It's it's I guess it's never it's never been a hassle to get into. Getting out of is more of the pain, because if you're trying to get on to King's Highway, it just sucks. So I always take the back roads home from there. Yeah, which... well... I usually try to get on the King's Highway, and it's like, I'll, I'll, I only go to that that Walgreens if I'm going to be cu- turning right out of the parking lot. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm trying to go home from there, I just don't even bother. I just go across the street to the CVS or yeah. to the, the Rite Aid that's much closer. The funny thing is, in that area, and this is great, great audio podcasting, very localized. Um, that area, it is faster to come home taking the side streets going around my house than it is going down King's Highway. I mean, that makes sense. All, all GPS is like, if I'm already coming down King's Highway from, like, the Haddon areas, um, my yeah, GPS... You can like, Bell Road right up to Browning, right? Yeah, my GPS will tell me to turn on the Black Horse Park, to turn on the Bell Road, to go all the way down, to turn on to Browning and go over the bridge to get home. Like, it yeah. seems like it would take longer, but it's always the faster trip. Yeah, I got... Uh, we got breakfast from that bagel place, like, kind of down the road from you, off yeah. of Browning. Um, and I was coming from CVS, and it it would have been, like, seven minutes to get there if I had gone down but, King's Highway. It was three minutes to get there, going down Bell Road. But that makes sense, because you are passing my house to go over the bridge to get to that bagel place. Like, that bagel place is not close to my house. Is at least pretty it is, close. No, it's not. It's, it's a like, lot. It's like a mile away. Well, yeah, but that's like that is. It's not close. Like it's, but like coming home from that Walgreens 
for me, coming home from that Walgreens, is going that direction, going towards that shopping center, and then going over, like, going that extra, like, couple of miles, but it's, like, the more direct route feels to be King's Highway. It's, it's, it's traffic lights is really the reason why there's one less traffic light on Bell Road than there is on, one less, yeah, one, one less, maybe technically two less traffic lights, one less traffic light taking Bell Road. That's really what it is. It's yeah, because the there's just the traffic light at um, Browning. Yeah, Bell and Browning. Whereas, but no, I, I, I would if you like started at the end of both streets and then like drove to Browning on both of them, I would wager that um, Kings Highway is actually the longer drive. Like, I think, I think the distance from Black Horse Pike to Browning on Kings Highway is a longer distance, and technically, Kings Highway is only 25 miles an hour. Yeah, but also so is Bell Road. I know. But I was just putting that out because it says highway. Yeah. Like, it is I, yeah, not a I highway. Mean, <laughs> I, I think it's because the, uh, Browning is at an angle. So, yeah, Bell Road is less, is a smaller, or is a shorter road because Browning is an angle than it is at Kings Highway. But it's just, it's weird. It's absolutely weird to me. Like, like that's really all it is. It's just, it's so weird. Eh, it's fine. It's perfectly normal. Yeah, actually, it it is definitely, so I just pulled up Google Maps. It is, like, because... Yes, because of the way Browning Road runs, it is like legitimately longer. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I haven't done like a like dropped pins in two spots yet, but um, just like eyeballing it, like you can just tell that Kings Highway is significantly longer to Browning than Bell Road is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, what's on the agenda, Rich? On the agenda for this week, uh, I'm take it, Cobb. You got Sonic Frontiers. I did. Um, I played Mega Man X3, Cobb watched my best friend's exorcism, exorcism, man, words are great for me today, um, and we are going to try to put together and talk about our best of 2022, because there's too much bad in the world, we're not going to talk about our worst of. Yeah, yeah, um, so yeah, I, I did get Sonic Frontiers, um, it's, it's not bad, mm-hmm. like, as far as, like, a Sonic game could be, they- they didn't ruin it. Yeah, I, that's that's what I hear, and that's what I saw when I watched some people play it on Twitch. It's like it works and it is enjoyable, but it can also feel very repetitive. So super so far, so I just finished actually earlier today the first island. Um, it is very repetitive. Um, the whole kind of gameplay loop, so far at least, is run around the world. Um, Ubisoft style unlock. Um, viewpoints that open up more of the map Mm -hmm. um though rather than having to climb something every one of these little like like stop sign looking things basically like makes you do a little task and once you complete the task you unlock a like another section of the map that you can view um Mm -hmm. okay doing that doesn't stop you from being able to get anywhere it's just oh you can see what icons may be floating around in that area um most of the tasks that they have you do are, like, r- really simple things, too. Like, maybe, like, rushing from, like, point A to point B, or, um... You know, uh, like, those those pattern games where it's, um... Like, a bunch of things are lit up, and you have to follow them without crossing over into another one, basically? Does that make sense? Yeah, I missed what you said. What? I'm sorry. Um, so, like, like those, like, pattern games where, like, you'll have a bunch of tiles down, and you have to, like, touch each tile without um going back onto one that you've already go- gone on. Right. Oh yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So it's one of those games and they're 
they're usually pretty simple to do those. So it's a lot of like like little things like that to unlock these viewpoints. Um, and then like it's got RPG mechanics. You get skill points. Um, they straight up have like a Kurok seed sort of thing in here. Mm-hmm. Um, you cr- you collect these little fucking seed looking things and then take them to like an old guy that's larger than them, and he either gives you more speed or more room for rings in your bag. Nice. Um, but like like the game so far has actually been kind of cool. Like the some of like the boss encounter things where you're fighting like these like giant enemies are neat because. They can be super frustrating, but it's cool to try and like figure out what the what the battle mechanics are for it. Yeah. Um the controls are not great though. Um Sonic does not control well. The game has a lot of precision platforming stuff that they want you to do, and the game is just it was not designed for any of them. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. a lot of at least three of the things I fought so far were like large in a way where you had to run up them and it's just impossible to like get a good path on that stuff, especially when they start throwing obstacles in at you, um, to the point where it just becomes very frustrating after a while. And Sonic does a lot, like just his overall control feels kind of bad. Like he never seems to go as fast as he should be able to go. And then if you happen to like jump and then hit the um the right trigger too early before he lands, um, it makes you do this air dash, which then just fucks up your momentum entirely. Um, cause the right trigger is also how you do like a speed burst run. Um, there are these, I, they keep calling them, basically this is Digimon starring Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Um, okay. So you keep having to go into the digital world. Um, and the, di- you go into this digital world thing and that's how you unlock keys to then collect the Chaos Emeralds. Um, and each one of these digital worlds is more of a like, side scrolly or just um sonic adventure style sonic level where like it's it's more about speed than it is about exploration or combat or anything like that um mm-hmm. some of them actually feel very very much like sonic adventure levels um and quite a few of them have been themed like old school like sonic and sonic 2 levels like green hill zone sort of stuff um and like they're neat like they're fun levels but also because of the like the platforming and stuff they want you to do in them um, Sonic does not control well enough for you to be able to move quickly and also do any sort of platform. Yeah, so you kind of have to you have to take you have to pick your poison because every one of these levels gives you, I believe it's five objectives. It's get an S rank, which is based on how quickly you get to the end of the level. Um, collect five like tokens in the level. Um, finish the level with a certain amount of coins or rings. Or, and then you, you also get one for just simply completing it. So it's four, it's mm-hmm. not five. Um, and you kind of, I am sure there are people that have done them over and over and over again that are just very good at this point. But without that sort of dedication, it's, it's borderline impossible to get all of those in one go. Because if you're well, going fast, you're just letting the game basically auto push you through it. Um, and the controls are just too floaty and kind of wacky to actually be able to like, do the precision stuff to grab something in time. Yeah, but you, you I just want to make sure you do know this is like like Mario 64 style. You don't have to do them all at once. Oh, I know that. Okay, cuz I, I I did watch a streamer play uh one of the levels later on and all he had left was the time trial and it was like very minute changes were helping him get to it by the end, but it's just like very particular certain route and everything that he had to take. And, like, any time it would shave time off, it would be, like, microsecond. Yeah, and, like, that will definitely appeal to a certain type of person. 
And if the game controlled better, I'd be more into the time trial stuff. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't control well enough to want to go back and do those. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't need to. Like, at least at least throughout the first island, you do not need 100% every one of those, like, digital things to un- to get enough keys to unlock all the Chaos Emerald. Yeah. Um, I don't... I think I got... I got three out of the four in most of them, and a few of them I only got, like, one or two of them. Um, and... Because the first couple I did, I didn't... It hadn't really registered with me at first that, like... So, long story short, they put the, the speed... Like, how fast you have to beat something in, like, the bottom right corner. And I okay. just hadn't sort of zoned in on that during, like, the wrap-up screen. So I just kept seeing, the, like, the big letter score of D, and I'm like, all right, well, I got all the coins and all the red things. Don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to do to uh, to get an S rank. So I just won't worry about that. I'll just get all the threes. It wasn't until, like, three or four of those, like, shrine things in that I realized that, like, it was showing the time in the bottom corner of, like, how fast you had to complete it to get, like, the different ranks. Mm-hmm. And, like, frankly, some of them are a little too fast. Like like you were saying, you really do have to do them over and over and over again, and you're just shaving, like, microseconds off of your time trying to find, like, that perfect path. Yeah. Um, and if, excuse me, if this game controlled like Astrobot did, that would be fun. This game does not control like that. Um, it is not fun to rush through these levels because more often than not, you're going to try and hit something. You're going to hit the target lock thing. Sonic is going to decide not to target that item, and then you're going to just kind of flounder in the air and fall to your death and have to start all over. <laughs> but have you tried getting good at target? No, no, because it's very... The camera in, in it is not great. It does a lot of locked cameras when you're going fast, and then it doesn't... At least so far, it hasn't repositioned itself well when it unlocks. So you're in this weird position where sometimes you'll go around like this loop and get shot into the sky. And then Sonic will only, um, do you remember in like the old Sonic adventures, you'd have like that, like homing attack. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's Sonic's attack in this too, but he has to like do an auto target to hit that enemy. And it has to be, it's weird. It, some items he'll target from super far away and other items. He just won't target unless I'm standing on top of it. Um, but if the camera's not pointed to it, it just won't target it. And yeah, the the camera is not great for that. There's actually the the boss of the first island. Um, it was actually a fun boss. Um, every time he attacked you, though, he blew you back very far. And then the camera would position itself facing Sonic instead of the enemy. And it would not let you just swing the camera around until you started moving back towards the boss. Mm-hmm. And the boss generally attacks you immediately. So you basically have to just stand there holding um, holding the block buttons for the boss to attack you before you can swing the camera back around. Yeah. And it's it's a timed battle. Um, so, I mean, like like minor spoilers, um, you, be, you get to become supersonic at the first boss battle. Um, and I have a feeling you're just going to do that for every island. Because you basically, you collect the seven Chaos Emeralds, um, you go fight him, you become supersonic, you fight him as supersonic, you get knocked to the next island. The emeralds all scatter like the fucking Dragon Balls. And then it sounds like I have to just go collect them again on this new island. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, like, that's fine. Like, like that that's at least moving the story forward while you're really trying to, like, rescue all your friends that got trapped on these islands. Um, and, like, the open world... So, like, all my complaints about the, the platforming, the open world stuff's actually, like, it's better than I expected. Um, like, the world's kind of empty, but in a way that makes sense. Um, because, like, as you're playing, you're getting these little bits of, like, story and... Something happened 
in wherever you're at and like just decimated the people that were here. And there's like just enough like side bits that you have to go do that like everything does sort of like make sense and it it, it makes sense why the world feels so empty. Um and also why there's just some weird technology kind of floating around. Um like there's all these fucking um every time you, you hit one of the the viewpoint things, um a new rail appears that will connect back to like another checkpoint as long as there was one in the general vicinity so you can basically like use the rails to get back to the very beginning of the island um which is cool like it's it's like a fast travel that's not really fast travel mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but yeah so so far it's been interesting um i sonic's voice way too deep though <laughs> like he sounds like fucking troy baker <laughs> um like i'm i'm not 100 percent sure but sonic and knuckles may have the same voice actor I only I only saw Knuckles once, and it was like like just a brief second, but I could not tell who was talking in that brief second. Hmm. Um, but like every to every Sonic material, Sonic has a generally kind of like fast, not like high pitched voice, but like a higher register voice. Right. He does not sound like Troy Baker. This Sonic's voice just does not suit him at all. It's very weird. Uh, so, so far, Ro- Roger Craig Smith is Sonic, and David B Mitchell is. Okay, so it's two people that use their fucking middle initial. <laughs> Well, well, it's Roger Craig Smith and David oh. B. Mitchell. So, Isn't, like, he, yeah, he was the guy that did Captain Amer- America in Marvel stuff. And Tails is Colleen O'Shaughnessy. Shaughnessy. Shaughnessy. Which she's been Tails like fucking forever. They actually, she actually got to voice Tails in Sonic Two, the movie. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! So this guy has been actually been the voice of Sonic since 2010 in like the games. That's weird. So the game Sonic sounds like a grown ass man, and in all the movies and cartoons, he sounds like Steve Urkel and fucking John Ralphio. I mean, well, in in the movies, they took it like a little bit younger. Like he's he's not he's like a kid. Whereas That's true. In in like usually in the games and in the cartoons and stuff, he's not portrayed as a kid. They they don't necessarily like put an age to him or anything, but he's never portrayed as a like a child or childish figure. So it makes sense that he is more or has more of a developed voice in a sense. I mean, you're not wrong. Um, this game also makes me wonder if Sonic games are like interconnected between each other. Like in this world, did Sonic 06 happen? Did Sonic Unleashed happen? Like who knows? Um, at one point they make reference to um, the Chaos Emeralds and how this island they're on seems to have this stuff created specifically for the Chaos Emeralds. Mm-hmm. Um. And they make reference to, like, all the other weird things they've done with the Chaos Emeralds. And I'm like, cool, are you guys saying that, like, all the other games actually happened and they're, like, all interconnected with each other? Because that would be kind of neat. I mean, I wouldn't doubt that. Like, Sonic 1, 2, 3, and Knuckles all were interconnected with each other. They were. And, like, Sonic Adventure 1 and 2 were. But I just kind of assumed all of the later entries were just unconnected, like, one and dones. Like, because... you had like you had Sonic 06 and Sonic Unleashed where he became a werewolf or a werehedgehog, mm-hmm. I guess. You had that one um that we won like Sonic in the Black Knight or something. I mean that he 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 teleported to an alternate universe. Okay, I never played that. And yeah. then you had like Sonic Colors, Sonic Boom, the, uh, there Sonic were a bunch of other ones. Yeah, where where like you literally play as multiple versions of Sonic yeah. throughout the years. Yeah. Like uh, generation I I've, I've always wanted to play through generations. Um, cause it's well, like, didn't Generations end up getting reviewed very poorly? I've heard good things about Generations. Okay, maybe it wasn't Generations I was thinking, excuse me, thinking of then. Wow, that game is over 10 years old. That's wild. That does not feel like that long ago. I mean, oh, yeah. 
it got like sevens and eights and stuff like that. Yeah. For some reason, I thought that game did not get. Um... Well, the problem was, it, I believe it was uh, handheld only. No, no, it was is... on like PS3 and stuff. Was it? Yeah. You know, it might have been free on PS3. I think I do have it on PlayStation. I don't know. The Sonic games have bounced in quality all over the place. You're not wrong. Yeah, that, no, you're not wrong. And it's, uh, like, the thing with Generations is, like, the game was a cross between, like, you would play as old-school Sonic as a side-scroller, and then you would play that level again with, like, new-school Sonic as, like, a Sonic Adventure-style level. Um, and, like, from what I've heard, people... People, or at least the few people I've talked to about it, they very much enjoyed the game. It, so it looks like um, the console version of the game was actually different from the handheld one. That might be why you thought it was handheld only. Yeah. Um, there are actually two less levels in the 3DS version, um, and the levels are not all the same. So, um, But Sonic Frontiers has actually been, like, I, I think I have, like, five hours into it so far, and, like, like it was fun. Like, nice. And I usually... I get bored with open world games pretty quickly, um, because generally, like, there's just a lot of nothing to do, like, like early on in those games, like, be, like while you're still kind of like leveling up and like getting the ability to actually do stuff, they're usually uh-huh. they're usually kind of a slog. Mm-hmm. Um, this one has enough like, what's that to go try and figure out that like it's it's kept me interested because even when even when the game's like, hey, go find your friends, I'm like, but there's this platform up here with a bunch of fucking like purple rings, like I want to figure out how the fuck to get up there real quick um which like it's usually not hard but it's still just like it sidetracks you and then you get up there and there's a rail and that rail ends up taking you to the other side of the fucking island because why the fuck not and they get to figure out how to get back because it was you know 50 feet in the air and you're now on the ground and there's a big fucking ravine between you and the rest of the island or some shit like that Mm -hmm. um and then occasionally you'll like walk into an area and this giant fucking thing will come to life and start attacking you um whether it's like a tower or this fucking multi-limbed thing, or there's just an octopus flying around. Um, well, they call it an octopus anyway, or a squid, and it's got this um, this it, it's almost like a hard light tail is the best way I can describe it. That if you can get onto it, it becomes like a track to run on, and Sonic just starts running full speed. And the whole concept of the boss fight is you have to catch up to the the actual squid's body to attack it. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you get close enough to it, it starts shooting, um, like, things at you, and you have to dodge them on the track, like, hitting left or right in time. Um, it, I did not pass it, um, because at a certain point, the squid started flying towards the sun, and you could <laughs> no longer see the attacks on the track. Um, <laughs> I wonder if that's design, or if that's just I think it was, so the squid, I think it was just coincidental, because there is a day-night cycle. And there are certain things in the world that change between day and night. Like, there was one of the um the map unlock areas that I started to do, and then the sun came up as I was doing it, and it, like, disabled. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I looked at the sign, it has, like, a, a moon on it, signifying that, like, it can only be done at night. Okay. Um. So I think, like, that thing might be easier to do at night because it'll be dark. But it, it also kind of traverses all over the map. So it just happened to be when I got onto it, it was just in a pattern where it was going to be flying where the sun was and you know it acts like real light i got a fucking glare in my face while i was fucking following it yeah and and it's it's standard sonic rules it when you run out of fucking rings if you get hit again you die and mm-hmm. i got hit once got hit again immediately after fucking died nice yeah um but overall like i'm i am enjoying it and i will probably at least play some more of it um 
I did get so, Midnight Suns too, so I want to jump over and try that. Um, but so, I, so what are you gonna beat first, Pokemon or Sonic? Honestly, it might be Sonic. I, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> and I, I keep, totally get it. I totally get it. Like yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm all, I'm, I'm burnt out on Pokemon, and you, you play games a lot differently than I do, and I had a feeling you'd get burnt out on Pokemon a lot sooner than I would. And you know what it is? Like I keep thinking about picking up my my Switch to play it. And I'm like, the only thing I have to do, um, other than like the end game, is go do like the Pokemon League. Like I beat all the gyms, so I just have to go fight the Elite Four and your your fucking friend or what, like what whatever bullshit they make you do at the end of that. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm sure it's not going to be hard. Um, and I just I don't feel like doing it because it just takes too fucking long. Because battling this in that battling in Violet and Scarlet is not fun. It takes too long. Yeah, even when you turn off animations. The whole ordeal just takes too fucking long. <laughs> I never really had a problem with how long a battle took. The biggest problem when it comes to battling is the the doing something besides battle. That's the biggest problem battling. If you're going to throw a Pokeball, if you're going to use an item, or if you're going to switch out your Pokemon, that that takes forever. That's what I mean. I, I don't mean like the act of actually battling, but I mean like, when when Pokemon are getting thrown out, um, all the dialogue leading up to it when you're having like an actual trainer battle, like from what I've seen, like post, like you know how like every time you beat a gym, one of the elite four members is there to like talk to you. Mm-hmm. All of that takes too fucking long, and I have the speed turned up on the text, and it's like I actually don't care what they're saying at this point. I just want to skip what they're saying, um, because the Pokemon League was the least interesting part. The, the- yeah, <laughs> yeah, I hundred percent agree. Like the 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 Pokemon League, the gym train, uh, the Pokemon League was the biggest drag in the game to start. Like, th- there's no reason to have to do it, but you have to do it in order to progress through the game. Uh, it's like, yeah, exactly. And like that, I would say that's one of the the downsides of the game is they say like, oh yeah, it's open world, you can do what you want, but really, if you want to finish it, you have to do all three quests. Yeah, and that that absolutely, totally agree. Um, but like, I also like, I got um. I have $65 in Steam gift cards for for the Steam Deck. So, like, there's other handheld things I could play instead, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I don't know. I don't... I, I don't... I'm... Honestly, I'm... This may be one of the first Pokemon games that I don't actually, like, roll credits on. Because it's just... It's... I don't... Like, I've put a bunch of time into it. I, I finished what I wanted to, and I don't really want to finish the, the League. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You're, you're right there. The League is so easy. Um... And then the, the oh yeah no, I saved outside the building. The last yeah. place I went, like I'm standing outside the building. That's the the only yeah. thing I have left before I can go into the crater. It, it's so easy. The dumbest part is they you have to take a quiz before you go in there, and that, I don't know if yeah, you can okay. actually fail the quiz or not. But that is so dumb. Agreed. Like I I because I think if if you answer the question in a, in certain ways, you might not be allowed to battle, and you might have to retake. But like I don't, I haven't looked into it. I don't know. I haven't seen any, if anybody's failed. But it's just like you got, like you said. There's all that dialogue leading up to it, and then it's like, all right, you get to battle the first trainer, and you walk into the next room, and it's like, oh yeah, by the way, it's me, Dio, the whole time. Um, and and then you you go through talking, and then you battle, and then it's just it, it like the the elite four themselves were just such pushovers. And it was just, yeah, it was, it was, the whole Pokemon League part was just so boring, because there was literally no point to it. The other two actually had 
pretty compelling story. Yeah, like I was interested in the Starfall and the um and the Titan stuff. Yeah, which is why I I finished both of those before I finished the last gym. Um, or maybe I did the last gym before I did the last Starfall. I may have done the last gym before I did the last Starfall because I think I was able to catch any Pokemon at that point. Yeah. Um, but I, I did the beasts like as soon as I could because I thought that was the most interesting one. Yeah. Plus it got plus it got you all the ways to traverse things. Yeah. And like as soon as I found out that that kid just wanted to help his his fucking dog friend Pokemon, I'm like, all right, dude, I got you. Yeah, I got to do this first, man. Like, um, yeah. But Rich, how how is um 1995's Mega Man three X base basement man basement never playing that game again. Really? I, it's yeah, I hated so. I, I kind of went through this when it came to the Mega Man games. Like, when I was, like, trying to give my list of best to worst, and it's, like, it's really hard for me to specifically say that a Mega Man game is bad, because, in general, overall, they're all the same fucking game. It's just minute details or, or potential changes that they may have made. The things that make me not like these games, or what, what may push me to not like some of these games is potentially difficulty level or just stupid situations you get stuck in. Mm-hmm. And Makes that's sense. that's what happened with Mega Man 3. It took me about 10 tries to beat the first boss. I mean, that just sounds uh, like you need to get good. No, it's just, it's they, because of the way they make Mega Man X games where you have the lesser health, you take the more damage and everything else, like... You're, it's, it's actually hard the first couple of bosses. Like, it's, even if you have their weakness, it's hard. But, like, this one, like, the boss, like, the best way to fight the first boss and kill the first boss that I went after, which was, uh, Blizzard Buffalo. Like, you need to charge, but wall jump, but make sure you're not wall jumping when he's throwing ice. And then you have to, while still charging, dash jump off the wall to get over him, to turn around and shoot. To get as much damage as you can on him, or be like me and not charge because, like, fucking, I don't have the the dexterity t- on on an Xbox 360 controller to charge, jump, and dash all at the same time. Because to charge is um, charging is X or square if you're used to PlayStation controllers. Jumping is A and dashing is B. So in order to Charge and then jump dash, not jump and then dash, jump dash at the same time. It would be holding A and then hitting A or holding X and then hit A B at the same time. And it just like, my fingers don't work that way. And there were a lot of times that I was incorporating my fucking index finger to use that dash and jump at the same time. And it just like, it, it was like, that was frustrating on its own. I started playing the game at seven o'clock and I didn't clear it till one thirty. Cool. Um, because uh, in order to, with make the X Games, in order to get all of the armor and everything else, because I'm working on my best, on the, I'm trying to, as best I can, complete it all the way. Like, 100% I was about to ask you I if can. you were trying to, like, get all the armor and yeah. everything as I'm trying, trying to get all the armor and everything, so I'm trying to 100% it as best as I can. Um, so, in Mega Man X Games, you have to revisit levels to get pieces of armor or heart pieces or whatever that you couldn't get before. And, um, the path that the guide I was using took you, one of the things that are in a lot of the levels, you actually don't get till the last level first. And then you have to go back to all the other, like, there's, to get the, uh, um, to unlock the, the ride armor, you actually have to go to a certain point in one of the levels to unlock it. But 
that is the last boss you fight based on this guide. And then you have to go back through all the levels and unlock the different ride armor types that you could unlock. And it's just like, it's, it can be very time consuming. And you needed those ride armors to get the ultimate chip during the Sigma stages, which then gives you a bunch of different upgrades, which are really useful. But it's just like, it is, it is very much a pain. Um, some of the levels just are just not very, a lot of the levels are very well built. And then there are some that just like, are like, all right, fine, whatever. And then you get to the Sigma stages where, um, the second Sigma stage, half of it is water. Um, all the Sigma stages have a mid boss and a boss to them. And luckily you get the checkpoint after you fight the mid boss, but it's still a pain in the ass. Um, the third Sigma stage I was on for probably 45 minutes because there is a part near the end where there you're trying, you have to climb up two spike walls. Um, but in order to climb up them, you have to break the shell off of a snail, which will then climb you slowly up the wall until a certain point where you have to break the shell off of a snail on the other side and jump across the wall to the other side to get on that snail to ride that up and then go back to the other side. The pr- biggest problem is it is too short for a jump and dash. It's too short for just a normal jump or it's too far for jumping and for just dashing across. It is too far for just jumping across, but it's too short for a jump dash. So you have to do a jump short dash, but if you're just a pixel off, insta-kill because fuck you, Spikes. Oh, jeez. And that, that is... sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, no, I, exactly. Uh, I was raging during this part. I was raging. Um, and that is, that is some of the features of video games in general that I've never liked is one-hit kills. Because what's the point of me having full health and taking bullets to the fucking chest if a little spike is gonna kill me? Like, no. There's, there's, I'm well, gonna, so I'm getting... The, the, the thing is, and, and I like this explanation about, I forget who, who said this. It might have been, may have been Amy Hennig talking about, um, Uncharted. And, and those, and like games were getting shot. You're not actually being shot. Your health is, is is your luck. And your health goes down as your luck decreases for every shot that quote-unquote misses you. But if you fall on a fucking spike and it impales you, well, I mean, that's just game over. Yes, 100% agree. But I'm not falling on a spike. I'm walking into one. Well, I mean, that's your own fault for being fucking clumsy. Don't air dash into a spike, right? I mean, but here's the... Th- but- why, why is going, walking into a spike gonna insta-kill, like, I understand falling on a spike, cause you're falling on a spike, and that's jabbing through you, but like, you're gonna have the control that if you see a spike wall, and you walk, you're not gonna walk into a spike wall, or dash into a spike wall, you're gonna have control, or you're gonna be able to stop yourself more, going left and right, than you are dropping, and it's just like, just no, no to insta-kills, because like, even, like, things dropping from the ceiling that crush you, like, I, I've, there were, there was a one level, um, I think it was the Volt, Volt Catfish, um, where there's a whole sequence in the beginning of the level where blocks drop in a certain order, and because this is an SNES game, if you were one pixel too far over and your foot was crossing the threshold, it drops on you and kills you, and that happened to me several times. I would stop on the platform I'm supposed to stop on, but not realize that my foot was over that threshold. 
And it's just like, well, this shouldn't have killed me. This shouldn't have hurt me. This shouldn't have done anything to me. And then there were times where just, like, I misinput a button. And, like, I did that stage, like, 20 times because of just insta-kills. Like, insta-kills are just some of the worst things in video games, in my opinion. Like, I, I, I'm sorry. I just... No, I'm not sorry. They are. They're the worst games in video games. They're worse. I mean, look, man. Games. If if I got shot, it's an insta kill. Yeah, if you got shot, it's, mo- it's I, more I, realistic. I get shot, and I get shot in a video game, and it's, it takes down a pellet of my health. No, What's it the takes point? it. It removes some of your luck. The bullet did not hit you. No, that's that's just that's not Mega Man. That is just like real. Like that's that's fucking Uncharted. It can like, be applied to anything. But if, if if I run full force into a wall of spikes, I'm probably done for. But you're not going to run into a wall of spikes. That's the problem. Then why do you keep having Mega Man run into a wall of spikes? I, I don't. don't. <laughs> I don't. The floor is slippery. Like exactly. That's the yeah, problem. It's a fucking like, trap. <laughs> the floor is slippery, and so I have to dash jump, but make sure to stop my jump on time because if I I'm still going in momentum, I'm going to slide off the fucking platform and go into spikes. It's just, no, it's dumb. Then, that's just Sigma, that's Sigma 2. Sigma 3 was the, uh, was the boss rush, which was fine. Sigma 4 was the final fight with Sigma. Luckily, Sigma only has two forms. Um, and you, uh, start off, he has a shield, so you have to hit him from the back, so you use the one weapon that can circle around him, but he also has the combination attack pattern of, like, the blobs from the early Mega Mans, where he'll shoot down, and then he'll shoot up, and then he'll shoot middle, and then he'll shoot down, so you have to know how to time those jumps. I was like, fuck it, I have four health tanks, I'm just gonna just eat through these attacks and just kill him. Usually it would take one full health tank in order to kill him. Then you get to second segment, which his weak point is his head. Which, yeah, is normal. His weak point's his head. But... Wait, isn't Sigma just a head? No. No, Sigma is... Sigma. He's got more than just a head. He's he's a full-bodied robot reploid. Um, but the problem is, his head is surrounded by armor. And the only way to hit it is to have a full-charged shot, or a mid-charged shot, and place that shot perfectly to thread the needle to hit his head. Yeah, that that took me an hour. How, so how long did the game take you? Uh, so from six to one thirty. No, seven to one thirty. So five and a half hours. Jesus, six and a half. Six and a half hours. But or yeah, that's not all. You finally beat Sigma two, and Sigma's like, "Well, I'm gonna infect you with my virus and take over your body." And you sit there on the ground and you try to shoot his head, and nothing happens. And then all of a sudden, lava appears on the ground, and the screen starts moving up. And now you have to climb a tower. But not only do you have to climb a tower, because there's angles on this tower, you have to jump around the angle, up and around, or dash up onto the side of the wall. And if you die during this sequence, you have to fight Sigma fully again. That sounds like a Mega Man game. No, it doesn't. Because there's never been a Mega Man game with an escape sequence. That's a Metroid fucking game. No, I, I meant that if you die, you have to start, no, like, the boss yeah, over. Yeah, if, if you die, you have to start the boss over, but this is an escape sequence, which these games aren't well-built for escape sequences. Like, or at least this, like, the, the jumping up a tower, just, it was just so frustrating. Because I had to beat Sigma, like, three times before I was able to actually kill him. And then when I actually did get to, like, or I had, yeah, 
I killed Sigma three times. Had to climb that tower about two or three times. On the last time I had to climb the tower, I made it with one life left. Barely. Because I had enough health to just kind of sit in the lava for long enough before I jumped onto the wall and climbed it. That sounds like a fun time, man. Aren't you glad you decided to do all the Mega Man X games? It was. This is the first one that really absolutely frustrated me that much. I feel like it's all downhill from there. Isn't that why, like... Oh, isn't, like, the first one or the second one or is, like, the peak and then it's all fucking downhill? Uh, I'm hearing, so X4 is good and then X5 and 6 are some of the harder ones. Um, so, I don't know. I ha- I, I don't know. I, I don't think, I don't know what people think are the best and worst ones. Um, I've heard that, like, the first three, or, uh, there's a really hard or annoying part in one of the first three. Um, some of the platforming jumping parts to get all of the armor pieces have just been ridiculous, especially in X1 and 2. X3 had some of the easiest armor pieces to get. X1 and 2 had some of the dumbest jumps you needed to make to get the armor pieces. Because in X1, it's like a pixel-perfect jump that you need, and then a frantic continuing of jumping to break blocks so that you don't drop down, because if you drop down, you cannot get back onto this part. Um, and then X two, there was just one part that you needed to jump straight up and get onto the wall, but like you needed to have that jump timed in a perfect way. It was, it's dumb. It was dumb. Um, but with, like with both of those, like the final stages weren't terrible. The final Sigma and X one sucked because there was three forms and I believe you only had two health tanks. No, you might have, you might have had four. No, it was, I think it was two or four. But the final Sigma in the, in the, the final form of Sigma in X1, you needed to use the worst weapon to kill him. And same with X2, you needed to use the worst weapon to kill the final Sigma. But in this one, you just needed a charge, a well-placed charge shot a couple of times. Which is bullshit. <laughs> it's so bullshit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is, uh, as of this point, X3 is for me the bottom of the barrel. It just, it's not, it, it's not, it's not my cup of tea. If, if I had known it was going to take me that long to beat it, I probably would have stopped midway through. But like every, like every time I got to a hurdle and it was like, oh, it's nine o'clock and I've only beaten like four bosses and then it'd be like 10 o'clock. Oh, I've beaten seven bosses, 10 o'clock. I can get through this. And then it's like, oh, I'm on the Sigma stage at 11 o'clock and I have all the gear and equipment and I have the ultimate upgrade, and it's 11 o'clock, I'll be done this, and then it's, well, I'm on the Sigma stage at 11 o'clock. I have to beat this. I can't stop. And then two and a half hours go by, and it <laughs> still takes me to beat it. Was it a work night? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was Monday. It was Monday. It was a work night. I didn't that know was... if you had taken off any extra time. No, I mean, I'm off on Friday, so. Okay. Ugh. Well, anything else you want to say about Mega Man? Oh, man, I'm excited for X4, man. You can Don't finally... get too excited. That, no. that can only lead to disappointment. No, it's, I've got a lot of nostalgia and remembrance for X4. That's the first one where you get to play a Zero. I think the only one you get to play. I think that was the one that was released on the PlayStation. It was the one I had and I played a fuck ton of. Back there in the there day. was more than one on the PlayStation. I know, but that was the first one on the PlayStation. The, fir- the X1, 2, and 3 were all SNES. I think 4 was both. I don't know. I, I, don't, had, it, no, I it was had it on PlayStation. Um, and then, yeah, so... I'm looking forward to X4. Um, and then the story gets better. Like X5, 6, 
X4 to X8, there's actually story that they, which I'm looking forward to, instead of just like, oh, here's what's going on, and then you go play. Um, there's actual, like, story content. It's, I don't think it's like Mega Man 8 where there's fucking voice acting. I don't actually, think so. Actually, there, there might be animated stuff and voice acting in, in X4. Cause that came out around the same time as 8. I feel like there isn't, but I, on, I do not know. I remember um, animated d- cutscenes at least, I think. We'll now, see. are you gonna play through as X or as Zero? Both. Uh, consensuses do both. Um, so I think I'm gonna change up my schedule instead of playing Mega Man on Sun on Monday this week. We're gonna play it on Sunday, and I'm just gonna have an extended stream and play through both stories. On so Sunday. ten hour stream on Sunday. Uh, a a a let's say a seven to ten hour stream on Sunday probably. How long to be? Five and a half hours for hundred percent for X four, which is hundred hundred percent both characters. I don't know. Well, yeah, you know what? I guess main story is four hours. So let's say eight. Let's say it's probably about eight hours to do it with both characters, since you don't have to play as both characters to beat the game. Yeah, I mean they have like that's the thing. They have different like perspectives. So I don't know. I might just do one. One. I might do X this week and zero next week and split it up like I did with um, Resident Evil. Two, where I had the two different character playthroughs. I mean, that's uh, two that is also row, valid. But I like. I, I'm thinking I might just try to bust through this one all in one stream on Sunday instead of on Monday, since I'm off on Monday. Because I mean, Cobb, the X3, how long to beat is five and a half hours for completionist, and it took him an extra two hours on top of that. True. So it could be a 14 hour stream if it takes that long. All right, Rich. But you're waking up at eight o'clock on on Sunday to start, right? I mean, I'll probably start around one if I do. I this. mean, if it takes you four, t- if you do do both, and it took you fourteen hours, that would be three in the morning. No, I will. I will definitely stop at a point, especially if I'm getting frustrated or angry. Like if it takes me six hours to beat X, just one of the characters, then I'll be like, all right, I'm done for tonight, and we'll get back to this tomorrow. I I vaguely remember that zero stuff is harder because it's all melee. Mm-hmm. But they also changed up how, like, enemies attack and attack patterns and things like that in from X4 on to accommodate the melee. Yeah, I just meant, like, in general, like, I remember the playing through the game as Zero was supposed to be harder. Mm-hmm. But that could also vary by the person. Like, maybe you are better with Zero than you are with Mega Man. I, I definitely played as Zero a lot more than I did as Mega Man. In, uh, you seem like that sort of guy. Back in the day. I loved Zero. He's the man. Um, I, and, and like, I really just, I want to breeze through these X games. Um, cause let's see, it'll be February, the first week of February, probably when I do X8 and then take probably the rest of February off or hopefully it goes on sale before then. Once it goes on sale, I'm getting the ZX collection and we'll be going through those, which those are longer games. They're like multi-stream games cause they're like more like Metroidvania. And then like over the summer battle network collection, I think is supposed to come out. I haven't figured out how I'm going to do Battle Network yet, because those are also much longer games. It's um, like three streams. No. Per I, game. I, I think I might do those monthly instead of weekly, or like, beat one, take a month off, beat one, take a month off. I haven't figured that one out yet, but I also have to wait for that to go on set. Yeah, I mean, the main story for Battle Network games, I, we talked about this before, but they range from like 15 to like 25 hours. Yeah. So like... You know, definitely a couple streams per game. Yeah, but it's going to be the same with the ZX series. True. Um, But I guess you ready to move on? Uh, Yeah, let's let's move on. 
Right. So I watched, um, it, it's actually from this year called, um, My Best Friend's Exorcism. Mm-hmm. What is this? It is a movie on Amazon Prime. Um, I don't know if it came out in theaters or anything like that. Um, it is a, like, comedy horror, though. Um, okay. It's set in 1988, and this group of teenage girls goes to, like, uh, a cabin, like, like one of their family's, like, cabins at a lake thing sort of deals. Um, and two of them kind of, like, wander off, and it's, like, the two best friends in the group. And one of them gets possessed while, like, exploring this, like, creepy shack that has a whole bunch of, like, sinister, like, stories about it. Um, and it, it then turns into, like, kind of like a Mean Girls sort of deal, where the, the friend who got possessed just becomes, like, a complete fucking bitch. And then it escalates from there as she becomes, like, a homicidal fucking maniac. Um, she, one of the girls, she convinces that she has been taking these, um, diet shakes from France. Um, and then gives them to her, and you find out later in the movie that it was tapeworms. Hmm. And that she had, like, 58 tapeworms in her stomach. Oh, jeez. Um, they, one of them, like, literally crawls out of her mouth at one point, because it was 16 feet long. Um, and then another girl is allergic to peanuts, and she purposely gives her, um, brownies with nuts in it. And then, um, after she takes and hides her EpiPen. So, like, you know, she goes... She goes pretty fucking twisted. Um, and then, Drew, you watched that movie, or the movie, the show Glow, right? The lady wrestling show? Mm-hmm. Remember, like, not, like, the manager guy, the older guy, but, like, the younger guy that was, like, the money behind it? <sighs> Vaguely. It's been a while. Um, he is in this movie. Um, that dude just looks like he's out of the 80s. Like, I don't know that I've ever seen him in anything that's, like, modern day, but, like, he seems like a guy out of the 80s. And he plays a, um, he, he is the youngest brother in a group of 1980s, like, aerobics instructor kind of guys that are all Jesus-based. And one of the girls goes to him because they need an exorcism done. And okay. it's just, it's just, like, the most bumbling fucking exorcism you've ever seen. It's, it, it was actually a surprisingly good mood. Like, I wouldn't, like, say it's, like, a must-see or anything like that, but it's totally worth the, like, hour and a half or whatever it ran for. Um, especially because it was just, it was included on Amazon Prime. Um, and like some of, some of the stuff was legitimately funny. Um, at one point, the girl, when she gets possessed, she, she almost looks like she's going through withdrawal in the early stages. And like, like one of the, like the one girl's boyfriend says something, um, like shitty and she just starts projectile vomiting all over him. Um, and it was like legitimately like laugh out loud funny. But other than that, it's, it's just, it's, it's like a stupid, like fun movie. Um, it's not really scary. Like at no point are you, are you like expecting something to like be legitimately scary. Um though the the like demon thing and the the tapeworm are both kind of like unexpectedly shocking. Um when you see the actual demon like you just don't expect an actual demon to show up and the tapeworm crawling out of the girl's mouth was just like one of those like what the fuck is that? Gross. Gross. Yeah. Um cuz I forget what they Oh, they they had ice so the the girl was basically um Every time she thought about food, she was, like, like basically, like, dry, he- dry heaving. And then, like, they show her stomach, like, rolling and stuff like that. Like, there's something in it. And then all of a sudden, this tapeworm just, like, crawls out of her mouth and, like, starts going for the ice cream. And then her dog comes in and, like, literally, like, latches onto the tapeworm and rips it out of her. Like, gross. It really was. But it was, like, a fun gross. I don't know oh. if that's fun. Oh, it was fun. 
I don't movies know are fun. I don't know if that's eh. fun, gross. <laughs> um, but like it, it's definitely worth watching if you're just looking for something like stupid to put on. Mm-hmm. Um, like without like too much depth or anything to it, and it's it's got some decent '80s soundtrack stuff going on. Nice. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's all. That's all I, there really is to say about that. It's like I said, it's like it's under two hours. Mm-hmm. Um. Are you guys ready to talk about your your favorite things of 2022? Sure. sure. Drew, I'm assuming yours are just five concerts. I mean, I could have <laughs> just listed out five <laughs> concerts, probably, but um, I'm honestly, I just assumed that's what you were doing. Nah, I got other things. I I listed multiple concerts, so that shows I went you how to twenty four. It's like, <laughs> well, you had to pick the top five. Like, what what were your favorite five concerts? <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna have to go through and remember what fucking concerts I went to. Hold on. All right. Well, while we're doing that, Rich, what what is your number one thing from twenty, or I guess your number five thing of twenty twenty two? If you put them in any sort of order. No, I didn't really put them in any sort of order. Neither did uh, I, so and, just pick one at random. To be 100% honest, I didn't really put together an order. Uh, I'm just trying to remember things, because we've already talked about it uh, off-air, but, like, my year kind of sucked. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's, 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 there's not a lot for me to super praise for, but um, I'm going to go ahead and start with The Return of Bleach. That was, for the longest time, it was my number one favorite anime. Um, well, it, actually, it was tied for number two. So, for the longest time, my top three anime were Death Note, Naruto, and Bleach, with Naruto and Bleach tied for number two. Um, but then My Hero came out, and that became, that really took over number one spot. So then Bleach was, like, tied for number three with Naruto, but with the Thousand Year Blood War and everything that's going on, I'm combining both series into one. That is now taking the number three spot. And I'm so happy with what they're doing with the Thousand Year Blood War. I love the new animation. I love the, st- the like the, the new stories that I've never seen most of before. And, and like, I don't, I've never read the manga of the Thousand Year Blood War. So I don't really know if they've done any changes as of yet. But they did say that they were going to be doing some anime exclusive content during this, um, and like some of the some of the th- some of the things that they did so far were just so good. It's been so good. I'm so happy to have it back. Yeah. So up, I am I am not caught up with the the sub because we're watching the dub of it. So I think I'm like four or five episodes behind. Um, mm-hmm. but up till episode let's say seven. I don't think there's been any like legitimately like anime only content. I know um the very first episode, um you know how, how like everybody's there to stop those hollows. Mm-hmm. Um, I went back and checked the manga. It is just Ichigo in yeah. the manga. Yeah, so I mean, like they, they had to put everyone there to reintroduce all the main characters. Absolutely, and, and I, I feel like like it worked for that scene. It 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 also worked in the manga when it was just Ichigo showing up and yeah. fucking decimating everything, but. Up to, like, that seventh episode, they've been doing a really good job with it. Yeah. Are you um, still in the battle? No. So, the last one we... that The last episode that released was, um... It was post, um... The initial kind of incursion. And, um... It was where, um... Squad Zero came and brought everybody up to, like, the... I forget what the place is called. Like, the Soul King's domain. Oh. So you're getting into like the Kampachi stuff soon. Oh, That's man. the next episode. Yeah. Like, I, like I looked to see when it was happening. I've wanted to see that animated. Um, for like I I only read it what like four or five years ago at yeah. most. But like I've been so excited to see that stuff animated since then. 
it was, a lot it was, of this stuff. Like I'm, I was so excited to see some of this stuff get animated. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was freaking awesome. And uh, but yeah, I, so I, I'm yeah. gonna have to start with the Return of Bleach. Yeah, it, it's funny. So like that was not on my list, but I had like an honorable mention for just how good anime has been in the fall specifically. Because mm-hmm. like we had Bleach come back, and they're actually doing a really good job with it. Um, my Hero season six. I don't know if you're caught up with that. Oh, it's um, the best season so far. Yeah, and I mean like. Even in the manga, like, this was the best part of the manga. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, we're at the point where Dobby just revealed who he is. So that's okay. where the dub's at right now. Oh, so you're only two weeks behind on that. Yeah, I think I, you're only that, two weeks behind on Bleach, too. I think Bleach is more, because I think... Because um, it took an extra week off, and I think it started three weeks late for the dub. Um, but then you have Spy Family and Chainsaw Man. Like, there's just a lot of good stuff yeah. Yeah. that, like, started in the fall. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Drew. What what is your first one, or or did you come up with with your top five concerts of the year first? Uh, I'm still working on concerts, so I I'll go with my trip to San Diego to see the Wings game. God, was that this year? Yeah, turns out that was April. Oh, God, I felt I feel like that was 20, 2017. Jesus, uh, yeah, it feels like forever ago. But hey, San Diego is really fucking nice. I I have heard it's just like kind of always between seventy and eighty and sunny. <laughs> yeah, although we were there on like the hottest day of the year, was it had, like March when you went? Yeah, it was early April. Okay, that's funny that it was like hotter in April there. Uh, they had a like random ninety-two degree day the first day we were there. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, but then by Saturday, which was like our first like full free day, where we wound up going to the zoo, it was back to like seventy-four or whatever. So. Yeah, the weather was super nice. Uh, it was fun going to a Wings away game and getting to slightly be like the obnoxious Philadelphia fan. Because <laughs> you only ever get to be the, the obnoxious Philly fan when you're actually in Philly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so first one I have, um, I'm at, m- mine is actually chronological, um, is Pokemon Arceus. Because for all of the sort of meh, I ended up feeling after like putting it down of uh, Scarlet and Violet. Um, I still think Pokemon Arceus was a real good time. Mm-hmm. I, um, I I totally agree. Like Arceus was a good time, but I also think and agree that Scarlet and Violet was a good time. They were good times in their in like their own perspectives. But I feel like Arceus was just it edged it out a little bit. Yeah, like I I just looking back on like my time with both of them. I look back on Arceus more fondly because it did break the mold. It introduced a lot of mechanics to the Pokemon games that I really liked. And I wish, like, I was very bummed that they weren't part of Scarlet and Violet, like, at all. Even, even, even removing the, the thing that, like, you can't just catch Pokemon in the wild. Being able to just throw your Pokemon out to battle and not have to actually transition into a battle. Mm-hmm. And being able to actually move your character around during the battle to, like, run away and stuff like that. Like, that was so good and made it so much more immersive. Yeah. And then you get Scarlet and Violet, and it's like, nope, we're going right back to the way this has always been. Yes. Um, and it feels like, so janky in Scarlet and Violet. Yeah, and it it's a shame, like, we were talking about it on your Discord, like, last week or this week, whenever the fuck it was. But, like, the games were made side by side. Like, I'm sure they did not have the bandwidth or the time to really, like, implement things that worked well in Arceus. But, like, they shouldn't have put out two games like that that close mm-hmm. together. Um, but Rich, what is your next one? Oh man, my next one. Um, we are gonna go with Miss Marvel. I believe that was this year. 
It was. It was yeah. June, I think it started. Yeah, I feel... In in my opinion, for the most part, this phase of Marvel, the movies have been not, not the best. I'm not saying they're bad. I'm not saying they're the worst, but I'm just saying, like, they're just very middling, a lot of this phase. What was it? Two very quality movies, and then the rest were sort of meh. Like, I mean, Shang-Chi was really good, Spider-Man No Way Home was really good. Yeah. Everything else would kind of like... It's just middling at best, if not like lower tier. And But like, for the most part, their um, shows, all of the D-plus shows in general, have been very well done and very top tier like TV shows and honestly better than a lot of the movies. And I thought Miss Marvel was a great setup for the character. I thought it was a great setup for the next movie. I thought it was a great introduction to a new character. And just all over, just a good, fun, silly, teen drama type show that was also a superhero show. Yeah, they also, they did a really good job casting everybody yeah. in that show. Yes, yeah. And for, like, all the weird changes they made to her powers, it all worked, and they still were able to have her powers do, like, some of the, some of, like, her more iconic things that she does yeah. with her comic and, book powers. And who knows, with the reveal at the end of her genes being mutant genes, maybe something happens to her br- bracelets and she develops mutant powers and let her in begin. Like, who knows what they're actually going to do with the character. Maybe this was just a a way to get around the embiggening without the awkward stretching skin at this point. And they're going to bring it more to its grounding. I know she's supposed to be inhuman, but they've written off inhumans. So, yeah. uh, like, who knows what they're going to actually do with this character moving forward. And, I like, I liked what they did with her powers. I thought it it, it very much worked. It very much was like a new different kind of thing especially since they're also incorporating a fantastic four next phase with another character that stretches and they don't need to stretch a character look that's a little that's a little reductive her powers aren't stretching they're embiggening it's polymorph are her powers is what they call it in the comics but she can stretch like well, she <laughs> can grow and she can shrink and she and, can stretch oh so she's ant-man now She's a little bit of everything. Exactly. And so, like, they don't, they don't need That's that. That's why she's like, Marvel. Yeah. Uh, they don't need that, like, crossover too much. So, like, I like what they did with their powers. And I absolutely loved the direction the show went. It was, it was great. They, they did do a very good job with it. Yeah. Uh, Drew, what is next on your list? Unless you, unless you have your five concerts. I'm gonna, I'm gonna save the concerts for last. Okay. Uh, I'll stop asking then. Vampire Survivor. That nice. game's fucking great. It is? It is, I mean, that I game's on a lot of, like, Game of the Year lists. It is. It's, like, so simple, but it's so addictive. Like, and they just nailed the execution on everything. And I've been seeing a lot of people saying they're getting basically, like, the Tetris effect of still seeing the game after they've stopped playing. Mm-hmm. And I totally understand people getting that yeah. with this game. I've gotten that, and that game has hit so hard and so, like, had has gotten so big that, like, the .io games started replicating it and shit like that as yeah. well. Like, there's so many fakes of that game. Did either we, of you pick up the DLC for it? Not yet. I no, still haven't I, even actually gone back and, like, finished it. I haven't, I haven't played it since July or August. Yeah, I mean, it didn't click for me, but I understand why people like it so much. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not a bad game, it just... I just didn't click with it. 
Yeah, we know. You don't like fun. It's okay. I like fun. I mean, <laughs> I don't like that fun. I just, I don't know. It was weird. Those, it was, it's like an idle game that you can't be idle for. I mean, listen, you get the right set of items, you fucking sure can. <laughs> I can send you some videos of somebody just, do, just doing no move challenges in that game. I can send you multiple videos of somebody doing no move challenges in that game. Oh, I, I believe that. Like, like I said, like, I understand why the game is so popular. Like, I can see the, I can see the fun people have with it while not also having it. Mm-hmm. Um, so next one I have. Um, was Newfound Glory at the Brooklyn Bowl because um, it was their Sticks and Stones anniversary tour, so they played um, all of their self-titled and all of Sticks and Stones, and it was like a 900-person venue, so it was just super fucking cool. Nice. Yeah. And, like, how... how like, there, there were two concerts this year where, like, the bands just happened to play, like, the entirety of their um, their, like, most well-known albums, and it was that and Motion City. And I kind of... I basically flipped a coin between Motion City and Newfound Glory. But ended ended up on Newfound Glory. Nice. So, that, yeah, that Motion City show was awesome too. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Good um, choice either way. It, uh, Rich, what's next? Uh, so next, even though I just spent some time shitting on uh, Marvel movies, is uh, Spider Man uh, No Way Home. Honestly, yeah, no. I mean that that was a good one. I'd have to say it was nope, the best nope. movie I saw in theaters. Nope, you saw that in 2021. Was that 2021? Yep. Well, you that was on your list last year. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> that was 2021, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah, it came out December or late right, late November. Then let me I'll I'll, I'll cross that off. I'll cross that off, and we'll go to the next one, and I'll figure out a different one. Um, Monster Hunter Sunbreak. Um, it really revitalized my joy out of that series, especially with Rise. How it was very lackluster. Uh, the first, the initial vanilla of Sunbreak. Like, was, had a lot in it, and then it was a little lackluster from there, but the most recent updates and a lot of the changes they've made to the end game content, like, I'd play that game at least two to three times a week for several hours at a time. I absolutely fucking enjoy playing that game, and Sunbreak has made Rise the, honestly, the game it should have been at launch, um, and has pieced together, like, put together, like, a really good end game loop. Although sometimes a little fucking tedious as hell, it's still a good and and very playable endgame loop. Um, that it's just like, it, it brought back my love for the Monster Hunter series. Because, I mean, I've always loved it, but I kind of hated Rise. I was It was very lackluster. So um, is Sunbreak an expansion or yeah. like a whole separate game? It was an expansion to Rise. Just like okay. Iceborne was an expansion to World. Okay, that's what I thought, but I just wasn't 100% sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like I, like I said, I still play it. There's still content updates. We're getting another drop sometime, probably February. They just, I think they just said winter, but actually it might be January now. They might have changed it. Uh, with like another new Elder Dragon, a couple of more powered up monsters. And so like, yeah, I, I it's, it's a game that I'm going to keep pushing and playing along. Like it's it, for, for a while. And it just, it's a game that I'm like, man, I kind of just want to play that right now sometimes. Nice. Uh, Drew, what's next on your list? Uh, it's not a thing that came out in 2022, but I saw it for the first time in 2022, which was Beetlejuice the Musical up on Broadway. How how long has that been out for? Well, I guess technically it came back this year, but like it's definitely started pre-pandemic. Oh, okay, so it, it's been around for a, a, a little while. Yeah, 
but then I mean I think even before the pandemic it went on hiatus or maybe I guess maybe it just shut down with the pandemic and then like came back out this year yeah so the first performance was 2018 for Beetlejuice okay so it's not that old then no especially after probably what a year at least a year off if not a little bit more uh it was actually off for two years apparently oh wow the last show before covid shutdown was march 10th 2020 and did reopen this year at the different theater so oh wow count that as a a 2022 re-release i guess (laughs) and and you got to see it right before like the original beetlejuice actor stopped or whatever right yeah so the show is uh shutting down on broadway january 8th and then they're doing a tour but it's a new cast for the tour but it was awesome i'd I'd probably still suggest seeing it when it comes to a city near you if it does like i know it's coming to philly it's really funny it was so good nice I I uh, love the soundtrack. I I've listened to that soundtrack a good number of times. I absolutely love. It. Well, then you should go see the show when it comes to Philadelphia. I might try, but I also wanted to see. Um, but I think it like it got canceled because of COVID. I wanted to see uh uh fucking uh Mean Girls when it was in Philly. I was gonna say, man, if you want to see fucking, you don't have to go to you don't have to <laughs> for that. <laughs> I no, I mean I see that all the time. All right then. Um, my next one. Um, is the trip we took to the West Coast um, back in September, um, just seeing stuff we had never seen before. It was a lot of fun. Uh, driving from Seattle to uh, to Los Angeles was uh, was an experience, to, to say the least. Um, got to see the Golden Gate Bridge up on that, like, cliff that you're allowed to go up on to, like, see the Golden Gate Bridge. It's fucking weird. Like, that whole, that whole area seems very, like, unsafe. Um, and there's, like, no one really there, like, keeping people, like, from doing anything stupid. Um, and there's just tons of people up there capable of doing something stupid. Um, but then uh, once we got to Los Angeles, we got to do um, Halloween Horror Nights and Not Scary Farms. And in particular, the Not Scary Farms was just, it was it was so much better than I thought it would have been. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it was leaps and bounds better than what Universal did for ho- um, Hollywood Horror Nights. Nice. Um, like, their shit was actually scary. Um, they, they actually had people in the park from, like, the moment, like, the the Halloween stuff started. Whereas like universal didn't have anybody come out until after 10 o'clock. Um, at not, sp- at it, so it's not Sperry farms is the actual park. Like mm-hmm. the park reopens at like, it was like seven or eight o'clock for the Halloween stuff. And as soon as that happens, all the fucking people in like costume come out and like, they are there to fuck with you. Um, I, th- I talked about it like right, right when I got back, but you had people in like the boardwalk section of the park that had, um, knee pag, knee pads and steel-toed boots on so they would just run at you drop on their knees and slide across the cement dragging their their boots to create sparks um while like screaming or something like that at you and like Mm -hmm. they also had fog machines going all over the park so like you'd occasionally just hear this scream and see this fucking like thing trailing sparks come like flying at you on the ground out of the fog and like even knowing they're there like it'll catch you off guard sometimes um so that that was just a really good time Nice. I would I would highly recommend if you go to California in um Southern California at least in the Halloween season um don't waste your money on Hollywood Horror Nights because it's overcrowded and they just force everybody through too quickly go to Knott's Berry Farms instead it's a way better time uh Rich what is your yeah. next one uh so my next one is um just in general uh my growth 
in streaming and content creation, as well as learning that I actually do kind of enjoy doing some video editing, even though it's very minimal at this moment. I do enjoy putting together videos, making some some things to post on to YouTube and TikTok and things like that, and where I'm going to go from there. But it just like overall my growth as a creator going from I started 2022 with about 100 followers and I grew to almost 300 by the end of this year. I this was my first full year as an affiliate because I reached affiliate status at the very end of last year. Um. And, like, I had my subathon, which was super successful, and, uh, like, just overall meeting some new friends and whatnot. It's just, like, this year, when it comes to, like, growing my channel and growing the things that I do and I'm trying to do, so that, I mean, very unlikely, but maybe within the next five years I don't have to do a real job anymore. It's great. I mean, you you keep that dream alive. Yeah, like I said, not very likely, but maybe. You never know. Even... Look, man, even if you can, like, make, like, actual money doing this, but still work, like, that's still a win. Yeah, I mean, but like, if, I, if, if I can eventually, at a point, make what I'm just making now through my job, if I were to quit my job, I'd still be able to survive off of whatever I'm making on streaming and, and content creation, I'm going to make that leap. Like, oh, yeah, no, 100%. I was just saying, like, if you get to the point where, like, you're getting just actual income off of this, where it's, like... You yes. can just improve your quality of life. Like, even that's just a win. Even if it's yeah. just, like, going to pay for, like, new stuff for your streams and, like, a nicer dinner once a week. Like, yeah. that's yeah, a exactly. fucking win. I mean, right now, it's I'm averaging about 40 to $60 a month, which is, like, it It gets me... It, it helps a little bit with bills or whatever, or it, like, just lets me buy extra food sometimes. Uh, I'm using this payout that I'll be getting about 80 bucks on for a GoFundMe. Um... But like, yeah, it's it, it just generally does help a little bit, and it's just it's fun to do. And honestly, the, the video editing so far, like I said, very minimal what I'm doing, but still like interesting. And like, I want to keep trying to do more. Yeah, dude. Uh, like, I don't know what you're using, but like Premiere at least, like it's fun messing around with stuff in like video editing software. Like, I know Premiere has like all the goofy transitions and stuff you can do and like um, like making a timeline and seeing like what sort of things you can do to like make that timeline look cool is Pre- it's a fun time premiere costs money right yeah but you can get like lots of free trials and stuff for it now you know i'm not using anything that costs money i found uh davinci resolve is a i've heard free, of davinci before it's like a free use um video editing and the basic free use stuff like it does miss some things but like i was able uh to create a youtube short last week of like the cookies that I made a couple weeks ago. And it, it was just, it, I was able to put it together, cut it, put some music. I didn't even need to put the music behind it because I put the music behind it on TikTok. But like, put it together, cut it, and even add transitions by just highlighting it all and telling it auto transition. And it was just like, all right, here we go. It, uh, dude, at this point, you could probably find an app on your phone to do it too. Like, yeah. some of that stuff has gotten so I, simple. If you're, if you're just looking to like cut, things up and like add transitions it's like cool here's an app for that no it's i could definitely just use tiktok for a lot of this i know you can do that stuff in tiktok i find it a lot easier to cut using like a mouse and keyboard and to actually have it all on screen than using my fucking touch like i hate i hate putting together certain things on tiktok on the touch screen but in order for me to be able to properly post it on to youtube shorts I need to post it onto TikTok first. Otherwise, YouTube won't recognize it as a short. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, because either the formatting or something with it, it won't fully work. Um, 
So I, I, I might have to go back and try some other things, but it, like, it, it sets up that short form, like, uh, letter, not letterbox, the horizontal style. Like, it's easier to just put it together on TikTok than it is to try to put it together on, like, I can do the final editing on TikTok than I, than putting it on YouTube. Plus, then all of my things on YouTube have my TikTok tag on, get people to come follow. That's, that's fair. Um, Drew, what's next on yours? Uh, game that I also need to go back and finish that I totally forgot came out this year. Tunic. Forgot that game was fucking this year. Was that this year? Yeah. Like, I know I played it this year, but I didn't realize that it was new this year. Yeah. I mean, it had been in development for fucking ages. Mm-hmm. Like, I swear I remember seeing it at them talk about it at E3 like five years ago. Oh, yeah, no. It, it was like 2017, 2018 when they announced yeah. it. One of, so, somewhere around there. But yeah, yeah that I, game's fucking real good. Yeah, that game was great. I, I absolutely enjoyed it. Um, the last couple of puzzles are just so ridiculous, though. Like, I would never have been able to do those puzzles without a guide. And even with a guide, it's still not next to... It, for me, it would have been next to impossible. That, I did not play a lot of that game, but I thought it was very cool. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those where, like, I kept meaning to go back to it, but I would play it on Game Pass, and I just, I never felt like turning the Xbox on to play it, um, and there wasn't really another good way to play it. <laughs> well, now, don't, didn't you, like, jailbreak your your Steam uh, your, your Steam Deck to um, to have Xbox Game Pass on there? Whoa, 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 whoa. There's no jailbreaking involved. Like, Microsoft released fucking instructions on how to play Game Pass Look, games on whatever, the Steam Deck. But you, you, ha- you have Game Pass, it, which means it, you honestly, can play it, Tunic on there. It doesn't play all that well because it's the fucking streaming one. Yeah. Like, if I could download and install it, it'd be a different story. I tried playing a few Game Pass games streaming. It gets very fucking artifacty and stuff like that constantly. Ugh. Yeah, like, it's, it's a bad time in that. Like, if I, if I had no other way to play a game... Um, and I really wanted to play it. I might suffer through it, but I a game like Tunic, I wouldn't want like the quality dips like that because while like it is a super simplistic art style, it's a really pretty game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just like all the animations and stuff are really well done in that game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, me, me, right? Yeah, me. Yes. Um, I think this my is next last one, one. Uh, there's one more. So this one, and then we each have one more. Okay, I always, I forgot you started on me. Yeah. Um. So this, much like Drew said for for one of his pre- previous ones, not from this year, um, but the Stormlight Archive, which is a series of fantasy novels that I talked about a couple times. Um, mm-hmm. Probably my favorite books of all time at this point. Um, I can't wait for the next one to come out in two fucking years. <laughs> um, but like they were just they were so fucking good, and I'm I'm usually not one to like just marathon through a series. But, like, as soon as I finished one of these, I just immediately bought the next one. And they're all, like, 12 fucking 100 pages. So it was just constantly reading them for, like, four months. Mm-hmm. But they were just, they were so good. And I really do hope at some point they get, like, an arcane treatment or something where they just get, like, a really high quality, like, animated version. Because um, some of the shit in here would just look, like, like, Rich, you watched Arcane, right? Yes. I thought it was very beautiful. Yeah. Like some of the like the the way the world in in this series works and the way the magic and stuff works with like the the way that they um animated Arcane would be so fucking cool in this. Mm-hmm. Um, so who knows if that'll ever happen though? That's really just like a a hope and a dream. Yeah. Um, but 
What is your last one? Uh, my last one uh, goes a little bit along with uh, what I was just talking about, was being able to complete all nine Resident Evil numbered games in 31 days on stream. Um, that is I, actually, like, like bravo. Like, that's... Yeah. Uh, I, like, good I, job. <laughs> it, it was a very impressive feat. I technically... I mean, I beat it. I beat all nine. I just didn't do the expansion for Winter Story until the 1st of November, but that doesn't count because that wasn't out when I started the challenge. Um, yeah, didn't that yeah, come out the week of Halloween? It came out, like, the 28th or something like that. It came out, like, five days before the end of the month. Less than five days before the end of the month. Like... It was it was super close to the end of the month, which is why I'm like, it doesn't fully count that I needed to have it done by the end of the month. Plus, the whole goal was the nine numbered games. I didn't do expansions on any of the other ones either. Um, but like that that includes both storylines for Resident Evil Two, uh, beating Resident Evil Three in one sitting, technically beating Resident Evil Two twice in one sitting, because I beat it as um uh 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 Claire no. Yeah, Claire, and then I beat it. No, fuck, too many names. I mean, I beat it as, Two is. I beat it as Jill Claire. first. Or is it? Yeah, it's yeah. I yeah, it's Claire. It's Claire. Jill is three. Claire is two. Yeah, it's Claire. well. Jill is one and three. Yeah, so I beat Resident Evil Two as as uh, Claire in one go, and then I beat it as Leon in one go. And then I beat Resident Evil Three in one sitting, and Resident Evil Three was sub four hours. Maybe. Might have been, like, under three and a half. Is that the one that you can actually do in under two hours, like, fairly easily? Skipping cutscenes, you could probably do it in under two, yeah, for sure. Um, but watching all the cutscenes and playing through it without a guide and only ever having played through the remake once, I was able to beat it in three and a half. Like, it's a very quick game. It is a good game, but it's very yeah. quick. It looks uh, like Resident Evil 3 main story is supposed to be six hours. Um, supposed to be. Supposed to be six hours. The, the, are you, are you the looking remake. at? Are you looking at Resident Evil Three or Resident Evil Nemesis? I'm looking at Resident Evil Three: The Remake from 2020. Man, no way! It's six. Did I do it? in Nemesis six hours? is supposed to be six and a half hours. Maybe I played. Maybe I. I know I beat it in one sitting, and it was a. It was a weekday. So you may have gotten it through it quicker because I know like that game can be done faster, and you figure how long the beat is. Um, is average completion times. Yeah, and you having played it before, you didn't have to stumble through it as much as somebody playing it for the first time. Yeah, uh, let's see. All right, so I lied. Five hours and fifteen minutes for Resident Evil. What a fucking liar! You're not even good um, at games. I th I thought it was shorter. I thought it was less than that. But still, five hours and fifteen minutes in one in one session. Um, beat it. It was it was it was great. And just doing that entire feat, doing that whole challenge, was super fun. It was very. I, there, there are times that I was just like, I'm done with this, especially when playing, uh, five and mostly five. Five gave me the most problems. I mean, you were ready to quit on five before you even started playing it. Yeah, cause I couldn't get it to start. Um, it, it caused me to also skip a day because I was so frustrated, uh, which then also caused me to stream a day that I shouldn't have streamed, which then caused me to not enjoy the ending as much. And it's just like the whole, all of my, Full on five experience was just terrible, and honestly, that game is just not good. Um, but like, yeah, like the the beginning, I was super into it. As I got closer to the end, I got super excited, and it's just like it, it is an accomplishment that I'm so happy for that I have no idea how I'm going to um top this next year. Uh, I have no idea what I'm going to do next year. 
all the uh, super massive games. I, may, I are those are all like the Man of Madon type shit, right? Yeah, and they're definitely they're they're stream friendly and can be done in for the most part. Most of the the dark pictures anthologies can be definitely be done in one like reasonable stream, mm-hmm. like three to four hours. Um, until dawn and the quarry are both like longer, so like those might you might have to split over like two or three. Yeah. But we'll we'll figure that out. That I have I have eight months to figure that out. Um, but yeah, that was that that would be probably my the last thing that like the best of it is. I I absolutely love the Resident Evil games and how Resident Evil Eight wraps up and how the story goes with um with uh, Winter's expansion was just like I it, it felt good to get clear those two games or that game and that expansion and there's also some of the scariest moments from the Resident Evil games in those. Uh, yeah. Nice. Drew, what is your last one? Okay, so here's concerts. I'll just put it there at the last thing. I'm going to give a few honorable mentions on bands uh, that I saw that I'm not going to have in there for the top five. Uh, Polyphia, fucking amazing. They're sick. Go see them. Uh, Story so far for fucking making me cry. Listen to Clairvoyant. It's fucking a heartbreaking-ass song. Uh, Hot Mulligan, they're awesome. Can't wait to see them again. And, uh, Abra Skadabra, they're a ska band from Brazil. And I was going to include that show on the list, but I already had other, all the other bands at that show in two different shows. So, not going to include some of those bands all over again. So, top five, I guess, in chronological order. Yeah. Uh, Catbite, We Are the Union, and Eve Six. Fucking Eve Six, wow. Less Eve Six, but, I mean, honestly, I left a couple songs into Eve Six at that show. I was there to see Catbite and We Are the Union, Um, but that was awesome. We Are the Union's great. Uh, Then was The Best of the Worst, Jer and Kill Lincoln at Phil Mocha. Uh, Show was great. Everyone in all those bands are super cool. Uh, Then... Mothica, Alkaline Trio, and Coheed, because it was the first time I got to see Coheed. That was a very good show. Um, Ohio is for Lovers, because it also had a bunch of the other bands that I'd seen throughout the year that I would have included, like uh, Motion City Soundtrack, Newfound Glory, fucking... Oh, what a fucking cop-out. Hawthorne Heights, uh, fucking... uh, God, I don't even remember all the bands we saw there, but Bayside, fucking... It was sick. I'm waiting to see the lineup for next year because they've announced it's happening again at the same place in early September. We'll see. I might go again. Uh, and then the last one that I went to that I'm going to include was Super American Just Friends and Mom Jeans. And that show was just a shitload of fun. Just Friends is really cool. Like They're like a party emo band. Like That doesn't actually make sense. If you listen to them, you'll understand. Who was it? Just Friends. They've got, like, horns and, like... Well, that makes them a ska band, not an emo uh, band. Maybe they're... I don't know. They're kind of super genre crossover-y. Super American is definitely, like, a Midwest-ass emo band. And Mom Jeans is also an emo band. But a... The singer for Mom Jeans is also in Just Friends. I don't know. It was so much fun, though. Just Especially Just Friends. Like, they just have such a vibe to them. Well, that's fun. 
That is fun. Yeah, um, there. That's a bunch of bands that I saw. <laughs> uh, my my last one is also a concert. It was um seeing AFI back in November. Um, I have never gotten to see F- AFI. Every time I've had tickets for them, for one reason or another, I haven't been able to go to the fucking concert. Um, third time's a charm, I guess, because I think this was the third time I had tickets for them. Um, like they put on such a good fucking show. They played music from like their whole fucking catalog. Um, Davy Havoc was just all over the fucking place. At one point, he was literally standing on top of people in the crowd singing. Nice. Um, and yeah, it was just, it, it was such a good show. Um, the opening band, not so much. Like they were fucking weird, but like from the minute, like, you know how, like, Motion City or even, um, uh, less than Jake. Like when we saw them in June, like the crowds were were in it, but like there wasn't like a lot of like movement. Uh huh. Like like the, like the whole thing wasn't a pit. Um, AFI. Like as soon as they came on, just everything was chaos in like the best way. Um, which I realize sounds weird, but like if, if you go to this sort of sorts of concerts, like it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, the the Taking Back Sunday show I went to was that way. Yeah, like nobody, nobody was like being aggressive. Everyone was just having fun, and yeah, it was just it was the best kind of chaos. Um, and yeah, I would I would a hundred percent go see AFI again. Nice, cool. Um, also say just honorable mention um to to some other concerts. Um, that Motion City one was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, Panic at the Disco, really fucking good show. Okay, like like I like their songs are catchy, but like I wasn't sure like how good they'd be live. Um, like Brendan Urie is a fucking showman. Like that motherfucker can sing, and he puts on a hell of a fucking t- show. That that and, was like, how I felt about the Killers when I saw them. Yeah, like um, oh okay, cool. Like I would a hundred percent go see Panic at the Disco again. Um, and like that was one of those shows where they opened with like like different like songs from different albums, and they closed with songs from different albums. The whole middle chunk was their entire new album, like in order. Okay. Um, and like their their band was all like everyone in their band was really good because like. They have like, you know, they have drums, guitars, bass, and stuff like that throughout. Excuse me, everything. But then, for certain songs, they have like string quartets and horns and all sorts of shit come up. And yeah, it's just was a really good show. Um, same thing with uh, Twenty One Pilots also puts on a really good show. Um, I don't really like. I know I knew a couple of their songs just from Osmosis, but like they were a fun band to watch live. Like, um, the one dude who does most of like the singing, rapping, whatever you want to call it, like. He gets super like into it, like out in the crowd. They have like a sec, like a second stage at like the back of the floor. Um, that he gets up on to play like the piano and do some shit. Like it was a fun time. Um, and then like you said, the um the Coheed show in July was really good. Um, I had never seen Alkaline Trio before, and they were they were another band that like I've been listening to them for twenty years. It was nice to finally see them live, and they put on a hell of a show for being an opener. Yeah. Rich, you have any honorable mentions? Um, so yes, I do have uh, two honorable mentions. Um, I uh, I kind of made comment to one of these in our chat, uh, but the two honorable mentions are Elden Ring and um, Pokemon uh, Violet. I couldn't rightfully put these in best of because they also deserve to be in worth for this year. Like they are some of the better games and the better things that I was able to play throughout this year, but they were also so flawed and so many problems and honestly just as great as they are they're also kind of pretty low tier in like their genre in a sense 
And so, like, I couldn't put these in best of without putting them in worst of. But they are some honorable mentions from this that, like, they, they do deserve to be in a high tier. But, like, Elden Ring doesn't deserve to have had one game of the year. Definitely doesn't. Which I and, think it's funny. Like, I don't know that I've seen a single outlet so far not vote um, Elden Ring as their game of the year. It's wild. It's wild. It wasn't that good, guys. It wasn't that good. Like, it was good. But it wasn't that good, guys. Like, I played two, like, from the Game Awards, I played two of the, what is there, five nominated games. One of them didn't even deserve to be nominated. Which one was that? Uh, Plague Tale. Did not deserve to be nominated. Um, and Elden Ring deserved to be nominated, but didn't deserve to You know, I have not heard a ton of other people talk about Plague Tale, but the few other, pla- like, places I've heard it get brought up, um, they were not as down on it as you were. I don't think it holds a candle to the first one. I, I don't think it's, I don't think it was as good. I think they went way too far into the supernatural. Um, I think they did some sequences very poorly because they were just combat and you couldn't actually get out of that in a fucking stealth game. Um, and it's just like the story was good. It was very good. Um, but everything else about the game just felt janky and not not put together properly. And look, I'm not saying I disagree with you because I obviously didn't play it. Um, I don't know that there were many other AAA games that came out this year. I, I mean, I didn't get to play God of War, so I can't say God of War deserves to be game of the year. I don't think... Look, I, I haven't played a ton of it. It is... Apparently, like, later in the game, it does get a little more emotionally driven. But at least early on, it's it's very good. It looks very good. It plays really well. But it is just more of 2018 God of War. Mm-hmm. And like it does not hook it at least me. It did not hook me the way 2018 did. Yeah. Like from the moment I started playing that game, I'm just like, okay, no, like like I am gonna play this to the end. This one was like, oh, this is just more of that same combat. All right, but cool. we we also had um uh fuck Horizon this year, dude. Apparent people did not seem to like that one that much. Yeah, that one didn't seem to hit nearly as well as the first one. I, yeah, like, the well, first I, one was that, like, weird sleeper hit, for like, for lack of a better term, because it came out um a week before the Switch and Breath of the Wild, and everyone kind of, like, forgot about it. But, like, a lot of places, like, like from what I've listened to so far, like, would bring that one up, and then it would almost immediately get dismissed, because, like, nobody had any strong feelings towards it one way or the I, other. I mean, I think I'm on record on this podcast saying I don't get the hype on the first one. I, 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 I couldn't beat it. Like, just, I mean, you also started it, what, like, four years after it had come out? I, yeah, it was free in 2020 or something like that, and I downloaded it, and just, I couldn't, I, I got halfway through, and I'm just like, this, this just, this isn't fun, and this isn't for me, yeah. and, like, I, I, instead of actually playing through it, I watched a video about the story. <laughs> I was like, this is what I need. I, I can't beat this game, and it's not because it's hard, it's because I don't, I, I don't. I don't like the gameplay. I don't like how the game feels. I don't like how it runs. And just in general, I don't like... I didn't like it, but I was very intrigued in the story and the lore of the game. That that game does have, if nothing else, the world is super interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's everything. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Anything else either you guys want to talk about before we wrap up? Um, you know, I forgot about it until we started recording. Uh, I'm just going to throw down a little quick, simple plug. Maybe we can talk about it more next week. 
uh, but friends of ours released a game. They, uh, they're the studio's DreamSoft games, and they released a game called Duelist 2. It's free to play on Steam. It is like a strategy card battler. It's very interesting, very similar to the games that we play tested, uh, or I play tested on stream earlier in this year. For, uh, uh, I can't remember the, the developer, but Oaken was one of them. Uh, it's very similar right. to okay, that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, honestly, in, in, I might be biased because it's friends of mine. I think this one was a lot, this one had a lot cooler of a concept because it's, it is just PvP. It's not like the roguelike. Oaken was more roguelike with that concept. This is all mostly PvP. It's really cool. You guys have a chance. Just go check it out. And I want to try to put more time into it this weekend to be able to talk more about it next week. And hopefully you guys can check it out. You know what? Well, that remind me, like, I actually backed it on Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. So I've been meaning to play it. But remind me and, like, maybe we'll jump on and play against each other. How yep. much is it? It's free to play. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, and I, you know, I I forget how much I threw on the Kickstarter, five or ten, but it got you like uh, in-game currency and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Fucking, I don't even remember what I got for it, but I was like, ah, this seems cool enough that I would throw a few bucks at it for yeah. this extra stuff. Is it yeah. is it just Steam? Uh, as far as I know, right now it's just Steam. Um, I I I I'd have to ask him if they have plans to try to move it to mobile or anything. Uh, but as far as I know, right now it's just available on Steam. Yeah, I, I will at least look to see if it is Steam Deck compatible. Um, would it say just on the Steam on Steam? Yeah. Or would... Yeah, it usually says if you like scroll down whether it's I, compatible or not compatible. It most likely is Steam Deck compatible. Like there's there would be no reason for it not to be. Um, let's see on the store page, right? I fucking hate the Steam Guard bullshit. <laughs> Like, it's just, it's so fucking inconvenient. Especially now that, like, it constantly opens up a fucking QR code instead. I don't want to use your stupid QR code, you piece of shit. Just show me the goddamn code. It doesn't look like it says if it's Steam Deck compatible, but there would be no reason for it not. So, I mean, the weird things make things, like, not work well on Steam Deck from what mm-hmm. I've seen. And it's it's usually not just, like, the game isn't compatible. It'll be, like... Something, like, with, like, the way that you input text in it. Like, the keyboard won't show up right, so it'll be harder to input text if you have to input text. Like, mm-hmm. not that that's this game, but... Yeah. Uh, but it, it's D-U-E-L-Y-S-T-2. That's... It's spelled... It's not, like, D-U-E-L... Did they make, did they make a Duelist one? Yes. So, they did, they did or, a Duelist well, one. Another uh, developer made Duelist one, and it was... Uh, for a while, it was a Java game, and then it was released on Steam, but then it's been taken down and shut down completely, and so they, I guess, got the rights to recreate that on Steam now. And they are mostly positive reviews. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's, people are loving this game, because they, it is a very, um, very, uh, what's the word, a uh, faithful recreation and adaptation of the original. They, they they did whatever they could to remake the original and add new stuff and make it more stream. So definitely check it out, and hopefully next week we can get a chance to try to play it. There's a tutorial, there's single-player challenges and things like that. Like, you don't have to play against other people. But this is it is a card game, so you get random cards as you play through, and then you can make decks and things like that. Um, and so I, I want to go through it and try it out. Um, might try to see if I, uh, I can talk to Shahed and... T- recording something 
Uh, but he actually didn't work on any development for this game. Another person on his team did. Oh, really? So, yeah. So we'd have to get in touch with it. Yeah, he was on my stream when I was playing it uh, when it first launched. And I kept asking questions. He's like, you know, I don't know. Constantly. And so one person was like, it's great having the dev on and not knowing the answers. He's like, I didn't work on this. I'm working on another game. Uh, but also, which, not every dev works on yeah. every part of every game to know every exact the answer yeah, to every exactly. question. Yeah. Um, I, and he, they do have another game that they're uh, in the works. Um, I don't really know how much I can talk about that, but I think they're thinking a 2024 release on that. Is that um, the one, the other one they have on their Steam page, Kingdoms of the Dump? Okay, yeah. So if it does show that, then yeah, that's the other one, Kingdoms of the Dump. They, I, I will say actually, that the main character's name, wonderful, Dustin Binsley. Yeah, uh, they are, uh, you, this is more for three of us than anybody listening. Um, Adam Marshall is working on that game. Oh, cool. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's, I guess he's part of Roach Games. Oh, so they're working with multiple teams on it. Yes. Okay. That's awesome, though. Good for those guys. Yeah. I wish listed. Nice. I mean, I don't think I will like that duelist game. Um, but like this one looks like it could be cool, like turn based yeah. RPG. Yeah, uh, he's he's showed me some things about um, about Kingdoms of the Dump. It's supposed to be silly and fun and, and whatnot. Yeah, that this one I would definitely play. Duelist, not so much. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that will probably do it though for this week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I forgot that I played Grounded last week, but I don't have enough time into it to actually talk about it. So I'll talk about it. All right, so that's two things you have to fucking be ready to talk about next week. I will be ready to talk about Grounded for sure. I'm probably going to do at least one and a half streams of it. Uh, Duelist, I mean, I played it already. I can talk more and you guys know more. All right, we shall see then. Um, That said, if you would like to find more of our... Oh, actually, no, wait, wait. Next week, book club. Book club next week. We're doing Jurassic Park. Yes. Richie picked it. Yes. So blame him. Why? (laughs) Jurassic Park. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so Jurassic Park for next week for book club. Um, that's a damn good movie. Um, but other than that, if you'd like to find more of our content, you can head over to www.one-quest.com. You can also help us out by supporting us at patreon.com slash onequest. If you can't support it there with your dollars, though, you can go to your favorite podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, a b- bunch of other places. Rate us, review us, subscribe to us. It all helps. You can also find us on social media, facebook.com slash onequestonline or at one underscore quest on instagram and twitter our youtube channel is youtube.com slash one quest video and you can always send us an email to social at one dash quest.com uh and rich what is your stream schedule normal uh yes yeah, normal stream schedule um uh on the day of release today should be playing some grounded on sunday should be playing uh either grounded or monster hunter or a little bit of each uh monday will be mega man uh, Tuesday will be Monster Hunter Open Lobbies. Uh, yeah, so check me out, twitch.tv slash be underscore walnuts. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday from during the week, generally 7 to whenever. On Sundays, probably gonna be longer streams. We'll see how that goes. Though. Nice. And with that, we will be back next week with something else. Thanks for listening. Bye. See ya. Bye.